0: Hello and welcome to Reddit Readings and episode 87. In this episode, we are covering the posts on R/Pro Revenge. It's great to see a bunch of you have joined our Discord server. In the podcast description, you can find the link to join the Reddit Readings community. Let's jump right into our first story posted by user Chuck It Bucket, with the title. So I recently had a run-in with UPS. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I posted this to Petty Revenge, but it got removed, and I was told to post it here. Enjoy. UPS smashed a nearly new MacBook that I sent with them. I asked them nicely to pay me back for it, and they arst about, blaming me. Blaming my packaging, saying it was impossible they damaged it, etc. I was able to prove my packaging was flawless and get a statement from the Apple shop that I took it to say it was damage caused by being dropped, thrown. I could also prove it worked when I sent it. They weren't interested and messed me about for weeks, sending me from pillar to post, even threatening to make me pay interest on customs charges, which I wasn't liable for as the laptop was smashed on arrival and thus worthless at import. I took it to small claims. They hired a lawyer who sent me letters saying they contested it and would go for full fees etc. if I lost. I went for it anyway. I did law stuff university so I knew the basics and I thought my case was pretty clear cut. I won. I won my costs back, plus extra, plus interest. They ignored the court order and did not pay. Now, this laptop was originally being sent to my beloved mother-in-law. She asked me to help her with the problem as UPS were also seriously harassing her for the customs fees. However, very unexpectedly, before I could resolve it, she passed away. It was the last thing she ever asked me to do for her. I loved that woman more than pretty much any human on this planet. She was my mother, my best friend, and my mentor. Taking down UPS was now my personal vendetta. I researched my options. I could have taken the usual, more conservative, legal routes to reclaim my money. But no. Fuck them. I don't care about the money anymore. I want revenge. I want drama. I want karmic justice. I went to the high court. I got a writ of control. I, of course, added on more fees and more interest. I then hired the most aggressive bailiff firm in London. I trusted that the shitty processes and attitude of UPS to mean they would ignore the letters and actually get a visit. They did. The bailiffs rock up at UPS headquarters and explain the situation. UPS refused to pay, so the bailiffs start listing goods. Security tried to make them leave. The office manager tries to bully them out. Obviously, no shits are given by the bailiffs and they crack on with their jobs. I wasn't allowed the body cam footage but they did send me a detailed report. The final conclusion is copied from it below. Calls were then made to the accounts manager who arrived in a hurry. As no payment was forthcoming from them the agent again explained the removal process and costs involved and called the office for approval to begin removals. The agent began to seize assets. The finance director then arrived on the scene. He was not at all happy about the attendance, but ultimately agreed to pay a voluntary payment in full from his personal account in order to stop the removal. I know it's a drop in the ocean to UPS, but I got more than double what I originally asked for to replace the laptop. They would have had to pay even more on top in fees to the bailiffs. I reckon it cost them at least 3x more than the original claim in the end. But mostly, I just enjoy the mental image of the flustered finance director and his impotent rage, having to pay his own money to stop the heavies taking desktop computers and fancy pot plants and things out of their swanky head office lobby. Our next story is posted by user Hey There Monkey Boy, with the title Wage Theft Revenge. I worked in maintenance for a religious organization that owned a large number of aged care facilities. Even though they were supposedly not-for-profit they went all out to scam the government for as much money as they could. For example, I once saw a claim for, wandering behavior, in a bedridden resident so they could claim he had dementia, put him in a locked ward and get extra money. I became aware that they were paying less than the minimum wage for many of the non-nursing staff. A high percentage of housekeeping were from overseas and God told them they could get away with it. In my country you can claim back wages for 6 years and it so happened I was just about to reach that mark and I was thoroughly sick of their hypocrisy. I scheduled a meeting with the care manager and human resources. In the meeting I requested to be paid the correct wage. After they realized I was not going to back down they agreed to pay me correctly and would back pay me but only if I didn't tell the other employees. I declined and it ended up costing them over $700,000 to back pay everyone. I was recording the conversation and took them to Fair Work, an independent workplace ombudsman. They made everyone with the same job description as me redundant because they couldn't think of a way to legally fire me and then outsourced maintenance which ended up costing them much more. I took a nice holiday with the redundancy pay and informed on them, with documented proof to the government aged care regulator for the fraud. They were inspected with a fine-tooth comb and two of their flagship homes were put under six months' constant government supervision. Always remember that wage theft is the largest crime wave in history. It is ongoing, and no one ever goes to jail for it. Our next story is posted by user TC Rambo, with the title Owners didn't want to give me what I deserved. Now they are about to lose a $3 million contract because I resigned. I am a young project manager for an unlimited commercial GC. I picked up a hammer for the first time six years ago, no prior experience. I was raised believing if you work hard and apply yourself you will be successful. For two years I learned everything that I could in the construction industry took my work home with me and studied on my own time to better myself. For that I was promoted to foreman. I was brought in to take over a small project at a 12-building 120-unit condo complex. It started small and the board of directors for the WA told me they loved my professionalism, work ethic, and ability to complete projects on time, and under budget. We won a big contract because of that small project. That was three years ago. I have since taken over the job of foreman, superintendent, and project manager. I do the billing, meetings with engineers and board members, scheduling, take off, material ordering. I even train the subs on application of new products because we didn't have enough mid-management. The project just passed $2.7 million. We got a bid request for another $3 million job in the same complex all the while the board of directors telling me how appreciative they are and how they've gone through five different contractors in the years before committing to my company because of my management and quality of work. This boosted my confidence and I went to the owners asking for the raise they promised me one year ago for my production. They told me, the experience you're gaining is far more valuable. I said you're right. I put my resume on public, got contacted by a headhunter, Just accepted an offer this week for $80,000 a year salary. Full benefits, 28 days PTO including holidays. In the office now. No more working from the field full in my own truck, laptop, Wi-Fi in my truck for on-the-go billing when I visit the out-of-state projects. $80 per diem. 100% matching 401k for the first three years of my employment. Quarterly bonus programs. The company I'm with now only pays me 40k, and that's it none of the above listed benefits. The final mail in the coffin was when the owners bragged about how much my project made in a company meeting and then denied me a Christmas bonus. I laid this offer on their desk Friday and watched their jaws hit the floor. I told the WA board president of the project I'm running about my resignation when they couldn't match my the offer. His eyes got big and requested a meeting with the owners and expressed serious concern about moving forward with the new project without my involvement. They don't have anyone to replace me and I'm not gonna lie. It feels good to hurt their pockets when I gave them everything I had for six years and only asked for the median project manager salary. Fuck those greedy bastards. Our next story is posted by user underscore leader, with the title. Made my ex-boss loss approximately 25000 on his salary. I used to work at a Wendy's as a manager. It was already a crappy job, but my general manager was nice, and most employees were easy to deal with. All this started when I was already working approximately 65 hour per week. I was offered a $100 bonus to work one of my only days off. I decided to do it and later that week before I had even been paid I was asked to come in again. I said this time I would like $150 as at this point I had worked almost 23 days without any days off. They said they'd do it so and I went cut forward three weeks. I've been asking about my money for a while now. I am told by my general manager that I could speak to my district manager as he would be in later that night. The conversation goes like me. Hey, do you know what's going on with the bonus? I owed $250 with both the days, district manager. Well, that's why I came here. The store has been having trouble making money. So, basically he's telling me that my performance isn't good enough. At this point I'm working dinner rush and the whole night with me and three others. My GF, best friend and other friend that has grown close. District manager. Your shift isn't making as much money as others, and your drive time is higher. Me. Well, we are doing all we can. It takes extra time when we only have half the number of people with the same amount of customers. District manager. That's really no excuse. Me. When am I going to receive my bonus? My DM was a very sheepish man. Pussy. So he is very obviously scared when he tells me this. District manager. We cannot give you a bonus until the revenue rises and drive time goes down. I am speechless at this point. The rest of the conversation was a blur. I grew up on the south side. You didn't mess with people's money. A day passes, I've had time to collect myself and speak to my entire crew. Everyone agrees to walk out with me. So I call my district manager. The phone starts to ring but then it cuts off. He declined my call. So I called him again, and again and again. Finally I just leave him a voicemail. Me. Look, Jakob you need to talk to me, you have until 8.45 to call me back or all of night crew is done. At this point it is 7.30. I go into my office and start watching my boss's email. She leaves it open and logged in, I figured he would probably email her before calling me. Around 20 minutes of watching this email, and boom. An email pops up. Emergency. Lonnie, this idiot put my name on the email. So of course I read it. Long story short, in the email, it was him trying to make sure my general manager was going to be ready to go to work. A.K.A. He wasn't going to call me or give me my money, so I get all my people together and we walk out leaving everything out all the meat all the toppings, the fryer. Everything. The next day I turn in my keys. About a week later I'm called by my brother. Me. What's up? Brother. Jacob lost all off his stores. He has to go back to Indiana. My brother worked at the store as well. If you don't know, district managers pay is based on the amount of stores they have and how much they make. When he moved to Indiana his wages got reduced for 65000 to around approximately 40000 All this for $250. Our final story is posted by user bigcapper69, with the title. I won over $5,000 for in court after a car accident that I caused? Okay, so just a little bit of info before I get into the story. Also sorry this might get a little long, but I hope it's worth it I, 22m work construction and run a few crews and I'm a foreman because I've been working in this field since I started working summers when I was 14. That's legal in my state. With this being said I have a lot of experience and get paid really well. For my job I need a truck that can pull a lot of trailers and also get into a lot of sketchy job sites, especially in the winter. So I drive a new lifted pickup, F-350. Anyways, let's get into it. So about 4 months ago now I got off work one day and just really didn't feel like making dinner, so I decided to go get myself the trusty Big Mac at McDonald's. Well after I got my order I was going to pull out into the parking lot to drive home and I was looking hard over to my left to see how busy the road was before I got over there. Well I wasn't paying great attention to what was happening in front of me and as I was creeping forward someone who was in front of me was stopped and not paying attention either. I ended up barely hitting his mirror and scraping his door with my front end. I immediately reversed and hopped out. I made sure the guy was okay and apologized. Knowing it was my fault and I asked him if he wanted to call the cops. Let's call him Brent. Brent says. Nah bro we are all good. If you just get me your insurance info I think we can get this taken care of. I was fine with that as there was no damage done to my truck, and it's not required to call the cops for an accident if it occurs in a private parking lot. This is relevant later. We exchange info, and he seems pretty cool, so I tell him to go get the damage bid, and he'll just pay in cash so my insurance rates don't go up as long as he's okay with it. He says that's fine, and we both just leave, and I feel like a moron, but all in all, Brent seems like a cool dude, and I just hope we can get it sorted out smoothly. About a month passes by and I haven't heard anything from Brent or the shop I told him to go to. Honestly I wasn't too stressed about this because if he decided to not get it done that's on him. Well, he calls me up one day at about noon saying he can't remember my name and he wanted to tell the guys at the shop who sent him there cause it seemed like we knew each other. I told him my name and the guys at the shop gave him a deal, pretty sure they say this to everyone lol. He sends me the bid for damages and it comes out to $2,403. This was more than I imagined but I said to get it done and it'd take care of the bill afterward and that was that. He hung up said it was cool and I went on with my day as usual. Another month goes by and I don't hear anything until Brent calls me up while I'm at work again and says. Hey brother. I talked to the shop and they said they can't get me in for another two weeks or so. And they may end up charging me more if they find more damage. I say, okay sounds good just let me know man, I hope it goes smooth for you and I'm sorry for the inconvenience. He seems to take it good and I'm really trying to just be a good person. He responds with, well after talking to my wife I'm okay if you just wanted to write a check for $2,500 and we can call it even. This seemed odd to me because why the hell wouldn't someone want their vehicle repairs all paid for? I say, Okay man let's set a time and place to meet and i will get you paid. He liked the idea and ended the call by telling me he would let me know. Yet another month passes by and I hear nothing again. At this point I'm getting fed up and just want this situation t-stop being over my head. He hits me up at 11pm, one night and asks if we can meet in town. I found this kind of disrespectful because I was nearly asleep and had to be at work at 5am the next day. Either way I said that was fine and took my $2,500 cash and wrote up a quick contract saying this payment would be accepted as payment in full for the damages and by accepting it, it would release me from any and all liability. This was a pretty fair contract I believe as it was the deal we had already made over the phone, just in writing. I get to the place we suggested as a meet-up spot. I give him the cash and he signs the contract without hardly even reading it and he didn't want the copy. This was a red flag to me but I just assumed he really didn't care about it all that much, so I just send him the photo of the contract and go back home for some beauty sleep. As you can guess by now, another fucking month goes by with me just living life carefree and not a worry in the world about this stupid car accident. Well, I go to check my mail and I have a notice from this guy's lawyer that he is suing me for not paying after wrecking his car. This pissed me off but I also knew I had plenty of text messages and a contract on my side. I immediately call Brent and he blocks my number. Luckily enough my girlfriend works for a lawyer so I get him updated and he says he'd love to help. He lets me know I saved my ass by writing that contract as any contract worth over $500 is to be held up in any level court in my state. I immediately get to work on my revenge. I remember on the side of this guy's car he had a business logo and I took pictures of the damage. So I hop online and get to the BBB to look up who owns this company. Thinking that surely he couldn't own the business because he is such an idiot. I was wrong. This guy owns the company and I can see that he has about 12 one-star reviews all in dispute because of his shady business practices telling people it will cost one thing and then charging them four times what he said it would. Sound familiar? Remember when he said the shop may charge more than the original $2,403? That's right he was suing me for $10,000. Four times what the shop told him it would cost. Unbelievable. He was trying his same sneaky shit on me. My lawyer takes not of this and we show up to court ready for war. This guy is sleazy. As we get there and all set up he says, you ready to give me more of daddy's money? With a smirk, I guess just cause I'm young and drive a nice truck and could afford $2,500 lol, his lawyer gets up and starts trying to say BS from me hitting and running and Brent barely got a picture of my license plate. So I tried bullying him into taking a deal for only $2,500 when the damage was clearly more than that. There were obvious holes in his story and he really didn't have much to say. Just imagine the smile on my face as my lawyer lays out the printouts of our text messages and the physical copy of the contract which was signed by Brent. His lawyer was ghostly white and looked sick. After laying out all of the evidence my lawyer pulled out a little hidden gem the printouts of all the complaints we found on the BBB and how he was doing the same thing to me. That was the final nail in the coffin as the judge said he had seen enough. He asked Brent for any final statements and Brent said, I don't even have the $2,500 anymore. Can I just get that then and we will be okay? Literally admitting to the judge that he had received my money and his story was just a load of horse shit. I thought his lawyer was gonna strangle him. It was beautiful. The judge ended up ruling in my favor and demanded him to pay my legal fees as well as damages and lost wages because I had to miss work to be in court. The absolute sweetest part was that this particular day my crew was on a very high wage job and I was technically the one getting paid before I paid them out as subcontractors. This means I was to be paid $475 per hour and this whole ordeal took about five hours. He ended up having to pay me almost $5,000. I don't think I've ever been so happy in my life. Sword it was so long I just really felt the need to share. Thank you to anyone who made it this far. That's it for today's episode of Reddit readings. Until next time, take care. Bye.